On this week's episode of the Studio Live Podcast, we are talking about imposter syndrome. Are you an imposter? Do you feel like you're a giant fraud and you're just waiting for folks to find out that you don't know what you're doing? Guess what? You're not alone. And in this podcast, we're going to talk all about it. If it's your first time here, my name is Pete Johns and this is Studio Live Today. This is where my goal is to help you create, record and release your best music. And we do that through tips and tricks and tutorial videos and live streams and podcasts like this one, which go a little bit left field in terms of actual music creation. But we're going to cover a topic that is super important because... Too many folks, I've seen too many times, people stop creating music because they don't think they're good enough. They think they're a fraud. They think they're an imposter. They think someone's going to find out and they care a lot about what other people think. I'm going to reassure you. Give me another 20 or 30 minutes and I promise you, I'll reassure you that you're not alone in those thoughts. And everyone, the most successful people in the world are probably thinking the same thing. At the start of the show, though, we always talk a little bit about what's been going on on the channel for the last week. We've had our usual round of live shows, a fantastic Your Music Live showcasing your best independent music. GarageBand Weekly was a great Q&A session that we had this week. And the latest short video was all about how much storage you need in your Mac. If you're buying a new Mac, take my advice. Don't be like me. Don't get 256 gigabytes of storage. It is not enough. You will regret it. Trust me. Trust me on this one. So uh, check out the uh, studiolivetoday.com for the links to all of the shows and all the videos that we've been putting out over the last week. And we'll tell you about what's coming up at the end of this show. But let's dive in to our feature topic, shall we? Imposter syndrome. What is it? Well, before I have to cover that, in fact, let's put this out on Front Street. I am not a licensed therapist. I know. Shocking, right? A dude on YouTube that's a musician can't tell you all the things and won't tell you what to do. So let's just say that right up front. If you need help, if you are struggling with mental health, if you're struggling with anything, please seek professional help, seek advice. There are people out there trained and paid to help you. However, what I have got is some anecdotal stuff and some things that I've heard from other folks from being in communities, being in music communities and being in the world, being in corporate environments as well. Because imposter syndrome is not just about your music. It can also be about your work life, your family life, your home life and a lot of other things. So what is imposter syndrome? Now, the word syndrome itself is a little bit misleading because it seems to lead to the fact that, oh, it's a disease. It's an abnormality. It's something different. And it really isn't. It should just be called imposter feeling or something like that. And we need to sort of tap it down a little bit because what imposter syndrome is, it's that feeling you get when you feel like you're in over your head. You feel like other people are better than you and that they're producing and they're doing things at this high level and you're down here and you, you just feel insecure. You feel like at some stage, the people that you're with are just going to turn around and look at you and go, you don't belong. We are better than you. You don't know what you're doing, do you? You're in over your head. That's where it all comes into imposter syndrome. Now, when you don't have imposter syndrome is usually when you're a beginner. When you're starting out, you know. And if anyone's done sort of the four quadrants of, of your um, knowledge, like in terms of whether you know uh, something and whether you have conscious or unconscious competence and incompetence, you'll know what I'm talking about here. So when you start out, you don't know what you're doing and you don't have much competence. 
And so therefore, you don't have a lot of confidence. You'll just be starting out, you'll be learning. As you learn and grow and start developing and doing more things, whether it's in your work life, in a hobby, in music creation, you get to this point where you're like, oh, now I'm putting my music out there and I'm releasing songs and I'm, I'm telling other people how I'm doing things. And that's when it usually hits. That's when it usually hits home. And a lot of us get that feeling. So here's my personal story. I've got I could tell you my personal story and journey of many jobs because a lot of people find this when they start a new job, when you work in a workplace and you're like, you do your interview and then they hire you and then you're like, you hit the ground running and you look at this system and you're like, oh, I've got no idea what this system's all about. When I got my first sales job, I remember going to my first sales meeting and these people were speaking a different language. Anyone ever been in that scenario before where you're like, oh wow, uh, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm writing down things so that I can go and Google them afterwards and find out what the heck everyone was talking about. So there's that side of thing. When it comes to my career in YouTube and in content creation, I felt like a giant imposter. As I grew my channel, as I hit my first thousand subscribers, I felt like a giant fraud because at that point I was still learning and I thought, hey, I don't know all this stuff. I'm a learner why should anyone else listen to me? Why should anyone else trust what I've got to say? Because I don't feel that confident in what I'm doing myself. But what I've found over time is that other people were at that beginner stage. They weren't looking at me going, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. They were like, I'm completely starting out. This John's guy, he's been doing this for two years. He knows what he's talking about. So yeah, it's about assessing that and going, oh, actually, it's okay. Let alone... Uh, when about uh, just over a year ago, when I hit 100,000 subscribers, I had a bit of a moment where I went, okay, this is kind of ridiculous. Uh, I'd, I'd quit my day job. I'm doing this full time, I'm making a full time income. And there's 100,000 subscribers on a YouTube account of people that have watched a video and have said, yes, you're worthy. And weirdly enough, that success you would think would breed more confidence. But for a lot of us, success or perceived success actually breeds less confidence. And again, if you're feeling this, if you've felt this, if you will feel it in the future, I just wanted to reassure you that everyone feels it. And in fact, not everyone feels it, but you know who doesn't? It's probably important enough to say who doesn't actually suffer from imposter syndrome. And that's generally sociopaths. <laughs> sociopaths are usually so overconfident. And we could go into a big spiel about the Dunning-Kruger effect and other things that we could discuss. But people that are overconfident and delusional usually fall into that sort of category where they won't suffer from this imposter syndrome. In fact, it's the opposite. They actually think they're better than other people. They have, instead of an inferiority complex, they have a superiority complex. So I say all that to say, if you have these feelings, if you have this feeling of being a fraud, of being an imposter, of not being good enough, welcome to the 98%. Welcome to the 99%. Welcome to the world because we've all had it. We've all felt it. And there's some things you can do. And that's what we're going to dive into now. You don't just have to take it in your stride. You don't have to suffer alone. We're going to talk about some things. So <clears throat> other people are feeling it and especially the more successful people are definitely feeling it. So I've, I've got a, a note that I put down here and this is really important. So in the world of social media in particular, like this was bad when it was just, you know, the people that were around you. It was bad then, but it's worse now because of social media. Why is it worse because of social media? Here's the problem with social media. You can only see the external of what other people choose to project. That's really important. So I'm going to repeat it. You, as an individual, can only perceive the external, not the internal, not how someone's feeling, but what someone is externally showing 
and what they're choosing to show. So it's like they've selected the best parts of the best parts and they're putting just that out there. Whereas you, you get to feel everything. You know everything about you. You know your insecurities. You know your lack of confidence. You know everything in your head. You know nothing in other people's heads. So it's really easy to get this perception that everyone else has it made. Everyone else is crushing it in life, crushing it in love, crushing it in career, crushing it in everything. And you're there suffering and struggling. And that's a real problem. And that's a problem that I know that with my kids, I talk to them about. I say, look, social media is lovely, but it's the it's it's fake. It's the best part of people. It's a scenario that people are putting forward. It's what they, it's all that they want you to know about them and nothing that they don't. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about this sort of stuff that you get to feel and know everything about you and other people are probably feeling the same. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we, uh, as we continue on here. There is a great TED Talk. I know TED Talks get a bit cliche. You're like, oh yeah, you know, TED Talks, everyone says, oh, have you watched a good TED Talk lately? But there is a great one. Uh, the guy by the name of Ma, uh, Mike Cannon Brooks, he's the CEO of Atlassian, which is an Australian company. This guy's a billionaire, but he's not like your run-of-the-mill regular billionaire. He's not He's not like your Elon billionaire. <laughs> he's, he's a dude that is pretty in, in tune with his own feelings and, and what's going on. And he does a great TED Talk about the feeling of this. And um, I, I made a quote from that. He says, uh, being out of your depth, feeling like a fraud and bullshitting your way through. Like that, that's how he put it when he first started out, like building this company. He came out of uni, got funding, built this big company, won Entrepreneur of the Year Awards, did all these amazing things, was super successful, but at the same time felt like he didn't belong. Felt like this was not real, that he shouldn't be getting these accolades. And I, I love listening to that because you talk about a dude that's worth probably $10 million and he's having self-doubt. So that's what I want you to realize is that it doesn't success and confidence don't really go hand in hand. And I bet you can name a bunch of people, especially those uh, prominent in the media, maybe right about now, if you're watching or listening to this uh, around about this time, that have that problem where they're not being true to themselves and they're not being true to other people. They're putting out this false perception instead of actually accepting that, hey, Everyone is vulnerable. Everyone makes mistakes. And the only the only global mistake, like little mistakes are great. Mistakes help make you better. Mistakes help you learn. But the only mistake that you shouldn't make is thinking that you've got nothing left to learn. And as soon as you think you're always right, and as soon as you think you've got nothing left to learn, you're kind of lost, in my opinion. What do you think? Would love your feedback. Uh, if you're here live, uh, please uh, please drop your comments. Uh, it is hard for me when I'm recording these live to keep an eye on the comments while I'm ranting and raving, uh, but feel free to, to share your stories and to have a chat if you are here live. If you're listening on the uh, replay or if you're watching the replay video, you can leave your comments down in the comment section. I'd love to hear your stories. What have you learned? How have you learned to cope with these sort of things? And if you're listening on the podcast, reach out. Always love to hear your stories. Uh, my email address is very easy to find. It's Pete at studiolivetoday.com. So there are two different things. We're going to have a, a quick drink here. There are two different ways that imposter syndrome can hit you. There is what I call a prompted and unprompted. So unprompted is what we've talked about so far, which is you have these feelings. You are looking around and you're seeing other people's success and you're thinking, I don't feel as successful as those people. I feel inferior. I feel like... I'm... So that's the unprompted. All right, you start a new job and you're just observing other people and you're seeing what they're doing and you have that feeling of being a fraud or being inferior. Then there's the prompted side. So prompted is where other people 
either deliberately or you know unintentionally make you feel that way. So that first sales meeting I was talking about before, I don't know whether people were deliberately doing it or not, but by using all these acronyms and all these terminology that I didn't understand, they were either not realizing that I didn't understand and not caring, or they were using it as a positioning thing. So have you ever been in that environment before where someone's using terms or they're big noting their accomplishments or themselves to kind of bring you down? And in this community, I always say that I want to build people up. I want to provide feedback. I want to provide encouragement. I want to provide sometimes criticism, sometimes analysis that is going to build people up, that's going to help people improve, not push people down, not make people feel stupid, not make people feel inferior, but actually build people up. So when I'm talking about prompted uh, prompted imposter syndrome, I'm talking about the fact that someone else is doing something. And the reason I mention this and the reason I talk about this with music is that I see that more often, in music especially, because there are folks, unfortunately, if you've been in any music community, you'll you'll have experienced this, I would imagine. There are folks who have been in the music recording industry for 30 years, and be, be warned, anytime someone tells you how many years they've been doing something, they're probably defensive about new up-and-coming people taking over and taking their limelight. So I've been in the recording industry for 30 years. I've, I've used tape. I've worked in real studio. If you're a home studio recorder, whatever someone says, I've worked in real studios. I've worked with tape. I've worked, uh, I've worked with a console. And like, they'll just be sprouting off this stuff. And they're saying all of this to make themselves superior. And I've, I've found too many people that have stopped making music because they think this, I'm never going to be as good, as experienced as that person. And we'll talk in a moment about some things you can do with that. But obviously that's BS. <laughs> obviously that's something that you don't want to tap into because number one, you don't have to be. And number two, it's probably a falsehood anyway. And you've got, to, you've got to consider the source with this stuff. You've got to think about not only who's providing the feedback, but why they're doing it. So the few times in sort of the corporate world where these sort of things have happened, where I've stepped into a, a role and I've talked to someone, and they're like, oh yeah, I've, I have to do this and this and this and I'm very important because I'm on this committee and I'm, I, I'm the head of the PTR reporting conglomerate. And I'm like, what the hell is a PTR reporting call? I don't know. So, but they're probably doing that more so because of a lack of confidence than overconfidence. So it's kind of like the old bully thing, isn't it? It's if someone's bullying you, it's usually because they have some deep-seated self-hatred. They don't hate you necessarily, but they're dealing with something internal. And it's the same with this stuff. It's the same with people who prompt imposter syndrome. They are probably feeling it too. They're either a sociopath, like we talked about at the start, and they just don't care, or they're feeling it as well. And the only way they can make themselves feel better is to make sure other people are feeling it more and feeling it worse. So, yeah, it's easy to say just ignore those people and m walk away. But uh, I'll give you some some more information and some more advice. What about fake it till you make it? <laughs> How much does this play a part? How much should you just fake it till you make it in the world, in music, in life? Well, look, if you are working a job and you walk in there and on your resume it says you can do a thing and then on the first day... If you put your hands up and say, oh, by the way, yeah, I kind of overdid it on my resume. I've actually got no idea what I'm doing and uh, you're probably going to have to teach me everything. That's probably not a great idea. <laughs> At the same time saying, I got this. I've, I've worked on the Finasinator 2001 for, for years and years and then you cut your arm off. That's probably not good either. So somewhere in between is good. And it's kind of the same with your music. I think having enough humility to say, 
I'm on a consistent learning journey. And look, the same if you're working in the real world. Real world. I'm on a journey. I'm learning these things. I have skills and experience and I'm always looking to hone them. I'm always looking to learn new and interesting things. So I think if you go completely fake it till you make it, you're probably going to really struggle. If you go completely the other way though, like yes, honesty is the best policy, but sometimes you just have to be a little selective about how much you put across. Because remember, other people are protecting what they're putting across. So you don't have to say every vulnerability, every single thing you're thinking all the time. Sometimes it can help. Sometimes you need to do that. Other times, you kind of just need to zip it, <laughs> work it out. And one of the best things you can do, and we're getting into a bit of the practical advice here, one of the best things you can do if someone is is doing that sort of thing is do your research. Uh, the, the TED Talk I talked about with Mike, he, he mentioned that, that when he was first meeting in, in these big meetings, he would like just be, again, noting down terms and Googling them either on the fly or taking them home and Googling them and learning them and researching and doing all that stuff. And I've done that in countless jobs. So when, when I first started in, in, uh, in a sales job, I mentioned before, I didn't know all these terms. So I just noted them all down and I went back and I'm like, oh, so conversion rate means that, retention rate means that. Ah, okay. That's, so you can learn this stuff as you go along. So I guess my advice there is, like most things in life, you don't want to be all one way or all the other. You probably want to sit somewhere in between. All right. Uh, but yeah, definitely don't just fake it to make it. So uh, what can you do about it? Well, number one is you got to ask yourself why you care. <laughs> I know that sounds a little bit like nonchalant, like you go, well, I just don't care about anyone or anything. But if it is just your feeling, you do have to think about that up front. Why do you actually care about this stuff? Is it that you want to impress other people? And guess what? Caring about what strangers on the internet in particular think about you and what you do is just uh, a recipe for disaster. It's never going to end well. So my advice would be to not do that. Easier said than done. But maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your co-workers. Maybe it's other musicians. Maybe you want to feel like you're part of the crowd. And that's okay. But you have to think about it in terms of you. Why do you care? Who do you care? What, what, who do you care about? And what do you think they, what do you care about what they think about you? It's, it's something that's worth thinking. Because sometimes we just, we just go without actually stopping and taking heed and going, actually, why do I care? <laughs> and sometimes you don't need to care. Um, if prompted, consider the source. Do you care about that person? Tell you what, if I stopped my YouTube channel, if I stopped creating music, if I stopped using GarageBand, every time someone told me that I should, I would have stopped about 412 times by now. <laughs> That's probably an understatement. So do you need to listen to that feedback? And look, don't, don't go la, 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 la. Don't block your ears and just go la, 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 la. I can't hear you, not listening, not listening. That's also the quickest way to not grow. But if someone's giving you feedback, I've said this a bunch of times, I know, but if someone's giving you feedback that is, hey, you suck, well, that's not actually helpful. And what is that based on? And again, even if you do suck, what I would say to someone is you suck. Someone's like, oh, I really suck at this. I'm like, you suck for now. You will get better. Very few people start a thing, work really hard at it, learn lots of stuff, develop, grow, and then are worse, right? So if you're starting your journey and someone says you suck, say, yeah, hey, maybe I do. But guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn and I'm going to do my best and I'm going to create the best music I possibly can. And uh, if you don't like it, guess what? You can shove it <laughs> in the nicest possible way. So do think about it. If you are prompted, if you have that prompted imposter syndrome, think about where it's coming from, who's actually saying it. Uh, learn. 
Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, one of my one of my kids wants to be a school teacher. And uh, I was joking around with her the other day because she's doing algebra at the moment. She's like, oh, I don't understand why I need to do algebra. And I said to her, yeah, if, if you're teaching primary school, you really only need to know up to the end of, of year six and then you're golden. Like you just, it's like the um, Simpsons thing where it's, if you're teaching piano, just stay one lesson ahead of the kid. <laughs> just learn it and then be teaching one lesson back. And it kind of relates to what I said at the start about my journey on YouTube. When I was learning GarageBand and starting to teach people GarageBand, I knew maybe 30% of it. But guess what? People starting out knew 0% of it. So my 30% seemed like this amazing array of knowledge. And then as I learnt the next 30 and then the next 30, I was able to build on that. And then the beginners became intermediate, then they became advanced, and then people have overtaken me. They've superseded my level of knowledge and experience. And that is good. Again, won't get into the whole teacher debate thing, but hey, if, if, you are a, if you're a leader or a mentor or a teacher and there aren't people that you get to a level where they are better than you, you're probably not a very good teacher or mentor or leader. And unfortunately, you see that too often. You see people that pushing people down because of the tall poppy syndrome. We have that here in Australia. Do you have that in other parts of the world? The tall poppy syndrome. As soon as someone gets too big for their boots, you knock them down. And if you're the boss, I'm the boss, and I'm the boss of the business, I'm the boss of the company, everyone else needs to be below me, right? Maybe not. Uh, so yeah, do, do keep that in mind that you, yeah, you can learn. You can learn this stuff. And even if you feel like an imposter and someone's talking about EQ, guess what? Go to a 10-minute crash course on EQ and suddenly you know your attacks and your release. Actually, that's compression. See, sometimes you get things wrong. So, so compression. So yeah, you'll know your attacks and your, your, your releases and your elbows and your knees and your heads and your shoulders and your toes. All of that stuff. It's, easy, it's learnable. Um, and here's the thing. Another thing you need to keep in mind is don't question yourself. Don't question your own self-value and self-worth. Because that's not what it's about. But do question your skills and your knowledge and your ideas. The worst thing you can do is is not is say, and look, a lot of these, unfortunately, a lot of these woo-woo, rah-rah, self-help kind of courses where you look in the mirror and you say to yourself 10 times, I am strong, I am powerful, I am, I am great. Sometimes they encourage a flawless mentality, a perfection mentality. And I think that's actually super dangerous as well. Again, as I said at the start, not trained therapists, so take with a grain of salt. But what I've learned over time is you can have self-worth and self-value and also be spectacularly wrong or spectacularly bad or have a ridiculously terrible idea. It doesn't mean you can't try it. it doesn't mean you can't learn. It doesn't mean you can't recover from your mistakes. It just means that if you are not questioning, that's the thing. I think a lot of these confidence movements have the right intention, but they develop this psyche, and especially people that have been downtrodden in the past, people that have been given negative feedback, people that have been abused, a whole bunch of really bad things. They have this self-worth, but sometimes it actually grows into blind spots where they then can't see the mistakes they make, the errors they make, the things they need to learn, the fact that some of their ideas and opinions are actually uh, a bit dodgy or potentially completely wrong. So be questioning what you do, be questioning what you know, and be questioning your ideas. But don't ever question your self-value and your self-worth because you are worth it. 
everyone everyone has value and you have value and if you if you decide that for the opinion again especially the opinion of, in, of strangers on the internet to give up and to stop creating music you're doing yourself and you're doing the world a disservice let's speak about other people as well before we finish off here let's speak about how you can help others because often i did a lot of research for imposter syndrome i did a video about three years ago on this and i did a heap of research to do this podcast here today and i've picked and chosen from a bunch of stuff that i like the concepts of one of the things I didn't hear a lot about, apart from in like one video that I watched, and I can't reference it, and I apologize, is helping others with this. So how do you actually help? How do you identify in other people, and how do you help them? Because a lot of the imposter syndrome videos and articles that I read and that I watched are all about you. They were just like, how, how you've got imposter syndrome. How do you feel? How do you deal with this? But how do you help other people? Because we're all in a community here. And so I wrote a song about it once. We're trying to have a society here. So in a society, how do you help other people? And... Number one is to help identify it, and hopefully all the things I've gone through here, maybe now you'll, you'll see the signs and you'll identify it, because I, I've caught a few people, and I want you to go out there and help catch people as well. Help catch people that you see are being triggered, because you won't really see it if it's just internal, but you will see it if you see someone else triggering it. And in a lot of the communities that we have around Studio Live today, I'm proud to say that it simply doesn't happen anymore. But in the early days, we had people who tried to join the community and they were clearly there to big note themselves and to push everyone else down. And that simply doesn't work. It's simply not feasible to work in that way. So if you see that happening in other communities, in other forums, be the advocate. Get in there. Say to the person, actually, I think the way you address that is, is actually not building that person up. Or just simply ask the question. Um, you can even be polite about it. If someone says, oh, that sucks. It's like, when you say this sucks, could you provide specific information about why that is and how you can help the person create better music? And that can often diffuse it. I mean, giant wankers will still be giant wankers. They'll be like, no, screw you, and they'll leave. But that's good too, win. <laughs> but what you tend to find is that people will, yeah, they'll leave it. Because these sort of folks, they've got that fight or flight. They want to fight. But as soon as they get challenged by a bunch of people in a positive way, again, not just like fire, fight, fire with fire, but to say, ah, oh, I've noticed that you've been quite negative about a lot of things lately. Is everything okay with you? We're really just trying to build up people around here and help them create their best music. Is that something that you're on board with? Hey, and if they're not, well, guess what? They'll leave. And if they can, they'll prove to you how they actually want to be by their response to that. If you say that to someone, if you say that to a regular person, and they respond in any way, but, oh, yeah, you're right. I was a little bit over the top there. Yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll try and provide some better constructive feedback. If they go off on a rant and a tangent about and get defensive about it, guess what? You know that they're not going to add value and you can move on. And then hopefully you and the person being triggered can actually move on and keep creating music. Uh, overconfident or overly critical people are often uh, hiding their own imposter syndrome. So again, remember that social media thing that if people are pushing out this really confident vibe that they've really got it all made and that they're cracking and they're, oh, man, I've, I've got all these bands and all these albums and I've, been, I've got all this experience and I used to do this and I used to be that. Basically, the more someone tries to convince you of things, the, the more that they're probably actually hurting themselves. So again, Sometimes just reaching out and just saying, hey, is everything okay? I, I've, I've noticed that you've, you've been coming across, it sounds like you've got everything really cool, but I went through that one time as well. Like, be, be empathetic. Try to be helpful with folks because, again, sometimes it won't be as obvious as someone just saying, I, have, I feel like an imposter. 
a lot of the times it'll be the flip side. And if you see something go really far the other way, where someone suddenly gets defensive and someone's suddenly trying to justify everything they do, that can be just as much of an indication that that's it. And I'm going to finish on this. Be honest about your own vulnerabilities. That's the best way you can help others. And that's something that I've tried to do from day dot. I've said, when I started out, I knew nothing. I've said, I still know very little about a lot of things. And I will continue to say that. I'm on a lifelong learning journey. I make mistakes. I have ideas that are good, but I have some ideas that are absolute rat shit, as we'd say here in Australia. And I am wrong on a regular basis. But I love that I'm wrong because it means that I can learn something from someone else. I can have a thought on something. I can express it to someone. They can make a counterpoint and I can say, hey, you make a heck of a lot of sense. I think I'm wrong and you're right in this case. So just having the humility to be vulnerable is going to help so many people. And I see that a lot in this community and you folks all do an amazing job with that. But the more you can do that, the more you can actually express vulnerability and the fact that we are all going through this. Again, 98, 99% of folks are going through this. Some of us just want to express it more than others do, and that's totally fine too, but you're going to help someone. It's not going to hinder, it's only going to help. The more honest you can be and the more you can put yourself out there, you're going to help more people and you're going to help people get over their imposter syndrome. Um, again, I know that was a lot that was crammed in there. That was 25 minutes of John's ranting about a whole bunch of stuff. But hopefully there's something in there. If you got one aha moment out of any of that, let me know. If you're here live, let me know here in the chat. If you're watching on the replay, do leave a comment down below. If there was one little bit that was an aha moment where you went, yeah, that that's that. I didn't think about it that way, but that's a good point. And again, this isn't all my stuff because I'm not taking ownership of this because I learned this from, again, doing a whole bunch of study and a whole bunch of research. Five years ago, did not know what imposter syndrome was and did not know that I had it <laughs> or that I was experiencing it and definitely didn't know what to do about it. And now I'm not, it's not 100% solved, nothing is, but we're on a journey and we're working towards that. Thanks for hanging out on this one. What's coming up this week on the show? Well, we've got some great live shows. We've got the happy hour coming up. I'm doing a vacation-themed happy hour because guess what? I'm about to head off on, as we would say here in Australia, holiday. And we've also got uh, Your Music Live and GarageBand Weekly is going to be all about tidying and cleaning and organizing your GarageBand iOS projects. Yeah, if you've got My Song 1 through My Song 127, you might want to tune into that one. I'll give you some tips and ideas and what I do to help keep things organized here on the channel. Uh, if you are watching this one on YouTube, thank you very much. Feel free to leave a comment, leave a thumbs up if you enjoyed it, if you got some value out of it. If you're listening to the podcast version, if you want to subscribe to it, you can go to studiolivetoday.com slash podcast so that you never miss one of these. I promise some of it's practical stuff, some of it's rants like this, uh, but there's always uh, something in there for everyone. So use your podcast catcher of choice and just search Pete John's Studio Live Today or go to studiolivetoday.com slash podcast for all the information you need. If you want to catch the live shows, it's studiolivetoday.com slash live. That will take you to the playlist with all the latest live shows. So as we say at the end of every single show here on Studio Live Today, please be kind to yourself, be kind to others, keep creating, and I'll see you next time.